This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel, glad to have you all along on this Monday afternoon. So much to dive into here today. A huge region win for the Cadets as they improve to 5-2 and two on the season. Got a big non-region game coming up this Friday night as the Cadets hit the road. Some big performances from this past Friday to dive into as well. And joining us here as he does every Monday night, even working on a holiday, Coach Danny Britt. Coach, thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate it. And certainly, uh, no problem. Love talking about BC football anytime I can. Uh, especially after a 49-6 uh, to six win in region play, and you guys get that over the Jenkins Warriors. They're led by head coach Tony Welch. And, uh, Coach, before we dive too much into the game, I know the score uh, is extremely lopsided, but this seemed like a completely different Jenkins team from this year versus last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a lot has changed. They, they, they had a huge um, – senior class a couple years ago that uh you know a lot of those guys are playing in college now and and it's just it's a different group and he's trying to rebuild that program and a a tough opponent especially with the style of offense they run really a a wing t approach for them and not overly different than the i formation for a lot of people but just you you move the running back over by the fullback but does present some unique challenges i know now we can kind of talk about the game plan a little bit what were the things you guys were keying on going into this game yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, as as uh, said um, last week, we are a base wing T team. Benedictine is, and you know that's kind of where uh, I've, I've done a lot of my work. And so uh, we should see it a lot. We see it a lot. We compete. We go one v ones every week, uh, and um, you know we see the wing T and we know how to how to play it. So we felt pretty confident in that. Um, you know, there's some things. The idea behind the wing tee is is getting angles, using speed and getting angles, and you just have to learn how to either by alignment or by reads be able to cut those angles down and and, and play off those blocks. And and uh, so you know we felt felt pretty good about that, but that's something we hadn't seen other than against ourselves all year. So you know get you know is a different challenge. Well, coach, I want to start on the defensive side of the ball, and again, as you said, a unique challenge. But I thought. A uh, really good game from some players here, but just with the angles and with the way that they are playing you guys, I mean, I don't know that we'll see a much bigger left tackle than big Larry Johnson, number 77 for them. Uh, and it seemed like the success they were able to find, it was kind of between the guard and the tackle there on the left side. Yeah, definitely. They were um, they were running, basically, it's an ISO play. It's a wing T ISO, uh, what, what I would you know call 34 and 35 lead. Uh, and, and that's all it is, is, is ISO on the, on the backside. Now, we, the way we were aligning, they were cross-blocking it. They were blocking down on our three-tech with the uh, uh, big tackle and, and, and then kicking out. And, um, you know, we just had to adjust a little bit and, to be able to play that and played it much better in the second half. But, uh, but they were able to get a, get a few yards off of that several times. And Coach, I thought maybe the best game of the season so far for Bryce Baker, and maybe just – because of the style of offense you're playing, where as an inside linebacker, you don't have to be overly concerned about them attacking you in the middle with the pass game. You can kind of flow with the ball and just kind of run your alleys, and I thought he did a really good job of that. Yeah, Bryce uh, Bryce had a good game, and, and uh, in fact, uh, he's our uh, ball hawk this week and, and uh, led the team in tackles. Uh, he did not have a good game last week, and uh, 
believe me, Coach Housen and myself let him know. Uh, I yelled at him uh, so much all week that I actually started feeling bad. <laughs> and um, and uh, he, he laughed at that, too, uh, when I said that about midway through the week. But um, he, he had a good game. He played like Bryce can play, which is very talented. He's he, you know, a good athletic linebacker, and, and uh, he came out and played well for us. What does that mean to you, though, when you have a guy that can kind of take that? It doesn't affect him mentally, and they can then come out and show. Like you said, like just lay it all out there. He had a bad game the week before. You guys really got onto him this past week, and it didn't crush him. In fact, uh, he came out and performed the best he has this season. Well, first of all, if, if, if you can't take that and come and play in uh, for me and actually coming to Benedictine, probably not a great idea because uh, that's just kind of how we do things. It's, it's what we are as a military school. Uh, but, yes, and I knew Bryce could take it. I've known Bryce for years, coached his older brother. Uh, older brother was both physically and mentally tough as well, and and uh, I knew he could take it, and um, and he did. He took it, he handled it, and uh, came out and, and, and was better for it. And he knows, as long as they know that you care about them, you love them, and you're doing it for a reason, I, I, you know, they understand. And, Coach, uh, Ben Hollerback, another big game for him. He gets an interception, uh, and – Again, with that wing T offense, it can kind of jump up and surprise you a little bit when they take a deep shot, uh, but just eyes locked on the quarterback, was able to flow with the play, uh, and he comes up with a big interception. Yeah, definitely. We had uh, had pressure on the quarterback, and uh, Ben uh, read the route and was actually in great position. The receiver stopped on the route. I don't know why. Uh, so it looked like it was actually being thrown to Ben, but, um, but he did a good job reading it and catching it, and, and I think he advanced at 26 yards, so... Good job for Ben there, he, who actually didn't start the game. I don't, I don't uh, know if, if you realize that, but um, had a little bit of a hamstring issue all week, and Hunter Dunn had taken say. a lot of the snaps, so we were rotating those guys uh, throughout the game. Um, but uh, he appears to be in good shape. I do want to get back to Hunter here in a little bit, but I want to switch over to the offensive side of the ball. Coach, I don't know. You have a streak going on this season where you've been perfect at something. Are, are, do you, are you with me? Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. I don't want to jinx it, but and I don't know if you believe in it. And obviously you guys are not defeated, so maybe it's not a jinx anyway. You're perfect this season on the coin flips. Is that is that your call or is that just the players going out there? <laughs> no, they call whatever they – all I tell them is what I want to do. And I think I mentioned last week is, is we're taking the ball, which is the exact yeah. thing I've done my entire time. But I just think that kind of fits our personality this year, fits our team. <laughs> but um, now that you mention it, uh, we, we have, uh, ever since we've done that, we, we've been winning the coin toss and, and, and getting the ball. That's, uh, that hadn't even, that hadn't even hit me. But, no, they call heads or tails, however they want to call it. I don't ever tell them that. Tell them what the, <laughs> well, it's tails never fails is the way I always went with it. But uh, perfect on coin tosses. And you get the ball, Coach, and you go uh, right down the field. And we kind of talked about this uh, in the post-game show, but LaDon Bryant comes off the sideline because Zaquan had to come off. Uh, I don't know if it was an equipment issue or he was just tired or a little bit banged up, but he comes off and and, and LaDon comes on and immediately touchdown. Yeah, it was, uh, it was which is great, uh, which is tremendous that we are able to do that. Um, you know, we, we, what happened with Quan is a big 77 had tackled him and his face went straight into the turf and, the helmet came down and hit him on the nose, and uh, and he, he he just and literally he, he was like, "Coach, I just need one play. Let me, you know, you know how when you get hit in the nose oh, yeah. that you can't even see anything. Sometimes he said, "I need one play," 
<laughs> so we just rolled Ladon right out there, which is great. That's his position, and and uh, he did a good job of getting it in the end zone. So, uh, you know, proud proud of him for that. And you know, I told him a couple weeks ago if he could just continue to mature and improve, it could could take our offense to a whole nother level just by having one more guy like that. And he's six four, a little over six four, and can run and jump. Uh, those guys are hard to find. I was going to say, what kind of receiver is he? Because you obviously know what you have uh, in Justin Thomas and Zaquan Bryant. You have Zaquan's the, the speedster, and Justin Thomas isn't a slouch when it comes to speed, but uh, you can play him anywhere. And then to have a guy that size in LaDon Bryant, what kind of receiver could he be in this offense? He, he can be a major D1 guy, and uh, he's got to make that decision, uh, physically get a little stronger, uh, but he could be a major D1 guy. He's got the ability, he can run, he can really jump, he can control his body in the air, he catches with his hands. So he has that ability. He's got to make that decision that that's what he wants to do. But uh, he could be that type of guy. So it could really just, just add another dimension to us. And, Coach, another big game from your quarterback, Holden Garner there, 18-24, uh, 264 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. But I thought the thing from this game was you did have the long touchdown to Justin Thomas where he's able to put a long touch pass uh, out there and, and lead Justin Thomas in stride for the touchdown. But more than that, Coach, I thought, and I'm sure you got to see this going back and watching the tape, you really got to see the different arm angles from Holden this week. But he also fired some rocket shots that maybe we haven't seen so far this season. And you can just tell he was in a groove. Yeah, he, he's getting better and better and more and more comfortable. And uh, the receivers are getting more and more comfortable with him. Uh, the one pass down in, in the red zone to Cam yeah. Edge was, was really unbelievable. If you watch it, he, he's fading back. He's getting pressure in his face. Cam was – I think he was maybe – I don't know this, but uh, just by watching the film, uh, you know, I think he was the first read. He read the others and came back to the first read. But um, he was fading back and threw a sidearm rocket fitting in between two guys that uh, – hit Cam in the in the chest, and uh, I think his only option was to catch it. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you, as a defensive guy, what kind of stress does it put on you when you have a quarterback that can touch any part of the field like he can? Yeah, it, it just really changes everything. When you literally, you know, there, there is 55 yards, and you've got to defend every inch of the field, uh, it just makes things so very different. And then you add in, you know, with our run game and, the fact that what you know Justin and Cam and, and, and all those guys can do is just it makes it really hard to defend against us. We got to take a quick break here. We'll come back with more uh, wrapping up this big Jenkins win and taking a look at South Effingham. We got coach for the full show today. It's a holiday, so the players are off, at least for the show. I know not from practice, but from the show. So we'll dive into more with coach when we come back next, right here on ESPN Radio. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside. Of course, hanging out with Coach Danny Britt following a big 49-6 win over Jenkins. And Coach, uh, the one touchdown that they are able to score is just a long touchdown run on just a simple fullback dive right up the middle uh, when he got a chance to go back and watch what happened on that play. Yeah, they, it was basic. It was just a basic wedge dive, and uh, we got blocked at nose position. Jeremiah uh, just got got blocked, uh, moved. Um, 
and, and the two backers were Bryce and, and Wilkes, and, and I can't remember now um, which one. One overflowed, uh, over-pursued, and one got pinned from the backside. So, uh, and then our safeties, we were in cover four, which had our safeties reading all the way down, trying to stop the run on the edge. So there was nobody there to make a play. Um, and now uh, backside safety, uh, Luke, actually had an opportunity, and, and we've got to make that tackle, get that guy on the ground. But anyway, um, you know, it just went. The guy, the guy's athletic. He's fast. And he, he took it uh, took it in distance, and we just got to do a better job and not give up any of those. Well, it seems like the defense has been get, getting better week after week, Coach. What have been the biggest focuses for you guys this season? Because I know every year uh, it just seems like one trend pops up with each unit where you're like, you just have to keep tinkering with it and keep trying to fix it. What's been that thing with this defense? Yeah, you know, I, it's not necessarily one thing. It's just just being technically sound um, in what we do and getting better and better. And and we we've, we've moved and you know, adjusted guys, and we'll continue to do that. And I mean, we'll do that within a game. And sometimes we just say, "Hey, this guy's not. It's not happening," and and see what the next guy can do. And and that's good that we have the ability to do that uh, and keep the guys ready and. Uh, we've been practicing that way. We've been rotating, and we the twos are getting almost as many reps as the ones. So, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to find more and more depth there, um, you know, and, and as we go and, and, and continue to work on the fundamentals of, of football and, and playing hard and fast, and, and that's just how you get better at defensive football. Hey, Coach, looking at the team overarchingly, I think – Every unit has had great games, and for the most part, every unit has had games they maybe want to forget about. Uh, I'd say quarterback position has been pretty rock solid throughout the entire season, but offensive line, and maybe it's because there's five seniors starting for you guys up there. I, I think maybe from beginning to end, they may have been the most consistent unit so far for you guys this season. You know what? I, I appreciate you recognizing that, uh, Christian. Um they have, and it, yeah, I think it is because it is. It's five uh, seniors that have played a lot of football, and you know, or understand it and take it to heart. And you know, they're not overwhelming. You know, it's just other than um, Hale, Henry Hale, we don't have huge guys up there, uh, but they're you know athletic and they they are smart and they work really hard and work really hard together. Coach Coleman does a great job of just pounding in the fundamentals. And you know, tell us anybody, offensive line, that's what you just got to do it. I mean, there is no other way to do it than just hard work and fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. And, and if one person messes up, everybody messes up. So uh, they've done a great job. I'm very proud of them. Again, you know, if you just put it on paper, you're going, wow. You know, Brian Johnson, who's arguably our best offensive lineman, doesn't look like an offensive lineman. You would think he's an outside linebacker, maybe even a strong safety. You know, he's, he's 5'11", 195, 198 pounds and shredded. But uh, just, just a really good football player and works really hard at it. And the nicest guy in the world, but on the field, he's extremely nasty. Yeah, a lot of times that weight pays off for him. I've seen a few times this year where he's 30, 40 yards downfield, lead blocking for a running back. Yeah, he can move. He can really move. And just a, a unit that's been awesome so far this year. And definitely you don't have one of the best high school offenses uh, in the state if you don't have a group like that. Uh, but, Coach, one thing, one of my favorite things to talk with you about every year, and I think we're getting to that point, 
uh, is now you have seven games under your belt. And a lot of guys, like we mentioned, LaDon Bryant, uh, obviously Lamont Mitchell is a guy we talked a lot about at the beginning of the year, and he's really coming to his own. He's just become another weapon in that arsenal on offense. It's the guys who are the freshmen and the sophomore, and more so sophomores uh, this year than anything that where you start the season and maybe you know you still have the nerves on Friday nights and you're still rolling with the ones for the first time. But now you're seven games into the season, and a lot of these guys seem like completely different players. It definitely, and you start maturing into that, and you're no longer a baby. And certainly uh, with, with Wilkes and Bryce, the linebackers, that, that's how they are. They, they, they are no longer babies. They played a lot last year as freshmen, which is unusual in our system. Um, you know, Luke Cromenhawk, who we know is a major D1 guy, uh, is, who's playing strong safety and receiver, and obviously he's going to be a quarterback at the next level. And just, um, you know, they, they are maturing. Jeremiah Thomas, um, you know, his, he was a baby at the beginning of the year. He did, you know, 315-pound baby, but he's a baby. Yeah. Um, but he's matured and starting to understand how to play the game. And, and uh, you know, uh, the, I, I at the beginning of the year, you see the older guys getting on to him a lot because he wasn't necessarily doing what he was supposed to do, and that's kind of died off. Now he's one of them and and uh, and, and helping lead. And, again, we talked about LaDon Bryant coaching. Uh, with this offense, it, it seems – I know a lot of people would be shaking their head, especially fans of different fan bases, saying, you guys need more weapons? You have Zaquan Bryant and, and Justin Thomas. You guys need more. But when you're trying to win at the highest level and when you're trying to beat the Jeffersons – of the, of the state, you have to be able to put up some points in some of these games. What does it give you guys if you do have that one more wide receiver, that one more pass catcher? Because with Lamont and Justin, it seems like you got the running back situation pretty much figured out. Uh, Cam Edge is going to do Cam Edge things from the slot, and then obviously Zaquan on the sideline. What does one more receiver do for this offense? Yeah, it, it makes it impossible to know – you know, to be able to double team, to roll to anybody, to call your strength specifically here because there's another weapon. And you're right, with, you know, the other night, sometimes it's hard for parents to understand, sometimes it's hard for kids to understand. We weren't competing the other night against Jenkins. We were competing against ourselves for the future. The kids, you know, they want to play at the highest level. They want to be able to play for and win a state championship. So that's what we're competing for. That's what we're doing in that moment. And it's not get anybody film, you know, highlight films or anything like that or get the player of the week for, you know, for anything local. It's competing at the highest level, and that's competing against ourselves and trying to be the absolute best. So, yeah, that's what we've got to be able to find and find those extra guys that, that make it impossible to say, hey, it's, you know, it's third down. Let's, let's roll over the top and, and you know, Zaquan Bryant. Well, you can't if you have all these other weapons. And again, big matchup coming up against South Effingham. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and preview that with Coach next right here on the Danny Britt Show. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. And the last true road game of the season coming up for the cadets as they head to South Effingham. The rest of the games this regular season uh, will be there at Memorial Stadium. Uh, and Coach headed up to the corral to take on 6A South Effingham. And they've had uh, a disappointing season so far this year, I'm sure, uh, by any of their coaches' standards. But a proud program uh, up there at South Effingham. 
Yeah, definitely. I know, I know it's a, a, a tough place to play and, and look forward to, to going there. And, um, you know, talking about a road trip compared to last year, <laughs> this isn't a, you feel like you're almost playing at home. You right. Know? But, um, so it, it won't take us long to get there and, and, and get back and that sort of thing. So, uh, and certainly we hope to have a bunch of fans there. But, uh, uh, I'm excited to play them and, 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 you know, go see what we can do. And again, go com- compete against ourselves and continue to improve every week. Uh, and there again, South Effingham not having a great season so far, uh, but they have been able to put up some points in some games. We see 30 uh, against Wayne County. They put up 31 on a good Metter squad and even 21 uh, on uh, undefeated Brunswick squad there. Uh, what style of offense should Cadets fans uh, expect to see on Friday night? You know, I've seen two different quarterbacks uh, in. Um, number 12 was at quarterback. I think it's DeGenero. Um, you know, as of late, it's been number eight, um, which is a little bit more of a runner, uh, you know, running from the quarterback with some counters and that sort of thing. Uh, you, you know, a lot of what you're seeing nowadays with your with your spread and then bring it back in with an H back and do some, some counters and some zone schemes uh, with, with a little bit of RPOs off of it. So, uh, you know, we're going to see that, which we've seen a lot this year, uh, see that type of offense. And if 8's in, probably look for a little more running from him. If 12's in, probably a little bit more passing. And I know the offense has been, uh, your offense has been otherworldly the past few weeks, but I thought maybe the one thing you could say is it seemed like in the first quarter and then in the third quarter, just a little bit of lull uh, in energy uh, from both sides of the ball there. And I know we've talked about this before. If you can figure out how to keep high schoolers from uh, – emotionally dragging a little bit, you'll be a really rich person. But how, how do you do your best to get your players to go out there and try to maintain that edge? I think one is just being real with them and, and talking about what you and I were talking about now is, is where do we want to be? And if we want to be there, you can't have that. There can't be those lulls. There has to be a constant level of practice and of play that is just better than anybody else. And we have to continue to push that. So that's one. And then two, um, honestly, it, it goes down to just, just regular, you know, human nature. And that's being able to have, if we notice it from individuals, put other individuals in there. <laughs> and that, that helps to motivate really well. If you, if number one ain't getting it done and number two can get it yep. done, uh, that, that's a great motivator. And coach, you got about 30 seconds left here, man. Uh, I, I know you saw the news college game day, uh, heading back to Athens. I don't think you're going to be the most famous Brit. Uh, for much much longer because I think Southern's getting a whole lot of TV spotlight as College Game Day heads back to Athens. Yeah, definitely. She's uh, it's amazing that they're back. It's the third time this year, and and yeah, she's getting a whole lot of TV time, and and that that's perfectly fine with me. And and, and certainly, uh, I, I would much rather look at her than myself on TV anytime. There you go again. Game day in Athens, but uh, BC before that, heading up to South Effingham on Friday night. You can hear all of that right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, your home of the cadets. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. Thank you again, Christian.